0: Welcome back, listeners. Wait, 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 hold on. Oh. Should, should we do the Almari thong? Almari song? Uh, the thong, Almari thong. The, uh, the yeah. thong. Yeah. No, no, we already recording. This where is where intro- recording. Yeah.
1: No, hold on. I, I gotta play this. Oh, okay, you, 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 you bring the listeners in, and I'll then All I'll right. get the song. Again.
0: All right, listeners, just to paint a picture, I'm looking at a Ned Aram in his boxer shorts on his bed, <laughs> 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 and we're in our hotel room. It is 11.22 p.m. Ooh. That song. <laughs> All right, so now I can podcast. And he phase it. I was like a professional. <laughs> Ooh. All right, listeners. Ned Arum, Gregor Winter here in our hotel room in <laughs> Tashkent. Um, yeah, we just uh, had something to eat. You had Plov again. I had some fried... Noodles for nudes. the first time here. Fried noodles. Fried noodles. Sun noodles. Yeah. Yeah.
1: sun noodles yeah. um, yeah. <laughs> <Send nudes. laughs> at Gregor Winter. We're talking about noodles. Yeah. Um,
0: so, you wanted to do a podcast? And I'm like, yeah. Uh, I'll press the record <laughs> button and hold the mic. Yeah. So, it is 1123 uh, p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm feeling pretty good actually now that I have food in me.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it was a long day.
1: Yeah, it was. I would say like normal day to, to yeah. me. You know, it's not really that long because we didn't. I mean, what time did we go there? Like eleven something. Yeah, that's true. You know, by by world standards, I feel like that's an easy day. Remember
0: Ashgabat when we were at like for eight? or oh, what was it? maybe the nine a.m. session? On yeah. five hours sleep.
1: Well, when we went to go see, there was supposedly Team China was coming at the nine AM session, and we—they <laughs> did not. And then, then they didn't come for that day.
0: Oh, and God. two like super tired media guys, went the training all hating their life.
1: Oh God! Yeah, that I was, remember. it was
0: one of the worst,
1: hardest days. The the first, I would say, the first, um, like six six-ish days in Ashgabat were. Were maybe the hardest. Yeah. You but, had those
0: hard days in Anaheim where you, before you got the SSD,
1: so. Yeah, I had some hard days in Anaheim. But for me, it
0: was definitely Ashgabat.
1: Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's like, it started to get, uh, you know, that's, I mean, now that I think about it, like, we actually had a lot of really late nights in, like, Houston in 2015, too. Ooh. That was a tough one.
0: Maybe my brain just deleted those, yeah, because it was so traumatic.
1: Like there, there were a lot of <laughs> sessions where it, it yeah. ended at like midnight there, and you know it would start the next day at, at like eight a.m. But um, and that was also before I really had some of my faster card unloading methods yeah. that I have now. Yeah. Um, you know, Anaheim is what like you know beat me into some of those faster card unloading methods. But yeah. anyway, um, my stuff
0: is unloading right now, copying to. An well, SSD. Yours is already
1: so, unloaded,
0: right? Yeah, mine is all unloaded. Copying to SSDs and external hard drives, spinning drives, slow drives.
1: So now you're really doing backups because unloading yeah. and backups are two separate things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, we, we
0: just talked about earlier today. We filmed the most training hall so far.
1: Yeah, today was a good amount of training hall. You right. know, we're still dealing with some. Uh, with, s- you know, with the issues, pre- pretty annoying um, training hall issues, but. Today it wasn't quite as bad, just because I mean, you know, the the simplest way to put it is there was just less enforcement of the of the rules. Now, to be fair, we're really not like breaking breaking the rules. Like Like we're
0: not walking in between platforms.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're, we're still staying like out of the actual like training hall floor area. Yeah, we're just kind of you know the on the sideline like like the technical rules are oh you need to like stand in front of this sign that says like photo position 3 yeah or something like that and like we're just not standing like directly in front of the sign exactly you know, you're, like, s-
0: you're supposed to sign up for a photo position 1 of 3 before you enter one two or three the training you- area and you're not allowed to technically move to position 2 if you're assigned position 3 but what if Lasha is next to you <laughs> on position three right in front of you? Yeah, obviously you go there and film.
1: I mean, yeah, so we're we're not really just we're we're not standing right like t- today, pretty much we just didn't stand right in front of our exact sign, but you know,
0: and we were pretty lucky that um some of the people we wanted to shoot, like Larsha, or like the Armenians that were, went were pretty close. happy, were close, like on the platforms, like maybe one or two platforms in. Yeah,
1: everywhere. even though there were people who, for instance, like Guo had a decent squat session today that would have been a great, you know, popular video if yeah. you had done it, but you couldn't film it because couldn't you film a sing-,
0: a sing a I tried to film a couple of sets like just I people saw in you the way, with, like
1: your phone up on a chair trying to get yeah. some stuff. I was high I probably, up. I was just kind of laughing. Even
0: that was yeah. impossible. Yeah, so no good cool videos.
1: Well, I, I got one um, 180 ab- Above her I yeah. mean, I actually That's not true I got like six or seven videos yeah. I just only posted the 180
0: The 180 Coach said She went up to 185 Can you confirm Or did you, did Coach miss
1: it? Um, if she did 185 I wonder if the video That I posted was 185 And it had a Wait, do you think she Was, was she using a men's bar?
0: No, she probably wasn't It was bouncing too much I think
1: I watch, um, I'm watching the video right now. All right, that's definitely a women's bar. Definitely a women's bar. So here's the thing: th- there could be like a, a two and a half in there that I didn't notice. Let's see.
0: Or a collar? Oh, there's a
1: collar. No, no, there's wow. a, there's a collar, but that yeah, makes it one eighty. Yeah. There's no. There's no two and, half no two and a half in there.
0: It was the biggest. Okay.
1: I I don't I don't think she went above that because like I I saw what happened after that. She she didn't do another score unless unless she did like waves. That I've somehow missed an earlier wave of some kind. I, I don't, I nah, don't know. Probably not. But anyway, uh, I think I think it was eighty. Okay. Um, and so, I mean, I went upstairs because I saw her starting to squat, mm-hmm. and and by the way, for for the listeners, so, so there is kind of like this upstairs area behind glass that um, it's it's not like a terrible view of the training hall, but it has some problems because. You know, there's there's some reflections, you don't have sound that works because you're behind glass. Yeah. And then also, um you know, some of the some of the lifters are too close and you're just like well, basically I mean you could look at the hook grip story right now and you'll see like the Guo video of the one eighty I'm pretty much
0: angle, yeah.
1: I'm pretty much right above her head. But here's the nice thing. I was able to film Simone snatching mm-hmm. with a clean view. And by clean view I mean you can see view. him. Yeah. yeah, the the back of him. Um I was able to get Lalion snatching. I was able to get Gore snatching. Yeah. I was able to get Guo squatting. And I was able to get a bunch of other people that were doing stuff that were, you know, kind of decent. Like I was getting Karapatian snatching and, mm. you know, I don't know how to say his last name, but Hakob, the...
0: <laughs> Mer- I,
1: I know, how to, s- it's, it's I know a- how to spell it, yeah. Yeah. I, I pretty much know how to spell it. It starts with an M and it ends with a Yan. Yeah. <laughs> Um, which, you know, pretty much describes a lot of Armenian names. Yeah. So, um, I don't know how to say it, but anyway, I got him snatching. He was on the same platform as the, or basically to the, yeah, um, basically right right behind Simon. So, um, you know, I, I went upstairs just because I just figured, all right, you know, the glow stuff was good. And I, I just didn't want to... I didn't want to like miss a lot of stuff with like Lalion and Simone and mm-hmm. Gore. I, I basically decided, all right, I would rather have essentially all the videos than have better videos and have like two thirds of them. Yeah, you know. And I also just felt like it was just too a little bit too crowded down there, and it was, there was a lot of like trying to run back and forth between like Simone and the supers was just seemed like. I feel like if I stayed downstairs, I would have really just had to prioritize. One, I would have had to been like, okay, I'm shooting Simone primarily, and I'll get the supers when I get the supers. Yeah, same. I got the we,
0: biggest um, snatches. I
1: guess the biggest from spot Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, you focus on Simone.
1: But then there was also a good Uzbek session at night during the forty nine A's, A's. Mm-hmm. which Gregor Gregor skipped the Uzbeks and and went to the forty nine A's. Yeah. Um, but that was a good session, like uh both of the one oh nines did two fifty front squats. Solid um and the uh the eighty one eighty nine guys were doing their heavy day. So that meant uh you know I think a lot of the listeners don't know who these guys are because like Yeah, Sarvar Zafrajanov, um and then Muhammad Khodir Toshtemiro is their eighty one and he was going you know doing heavy stuff I couldn't really get him be, because of where he was in the training hall and what was in the way and which way he was facing like it, it just I felt kind of bad but where where he was was just like inaccessible to my camera if if I want to kind yeah. of respect the, the you know not yeah. and I, I did today pretty much respect not going on the rubber I just I just didn't really follow the speed of positions going on the rubber
0: uh, that means the flooring yeah um because he was actually call- – you were called out by one of the <laughs> – yeah. it's quote-unquote security people or people are enforcing the rules. Nat's Ned, <laughs> big toe was literally on the rubber part on the training area. Ned was Keep in mind, Nat was still on the sideline, yeah, but the literally his big toe – Was on the rubber. No,
1: I had like my right foot on it. Come
0: on, let's make it a big toe for the
1: podcast. (laughs) For the podcast.
0: podcast. All right. It was a big toe.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It was just his foot. Okay. Also, it wasn't like there were any athletes anywhere near me. No. But the guy came up to me and was like, um you know you you know basically motioning to yeah. for for me so, to get off of like the rubber, even though you know you you and Seb and other people were like standing on the rubber multiple times, like I mean, hundred percent I did yeah. it on
0: purpose while while he was watching me, yeah I did it on purpose, yeah. it was just so ridiculous, and he felt so probably so good when he told you that,
1: yeah. Just in um, And seconds. actually, the same guy came up to me during the Uzbek session and noticed, "Oh, you're not standing dead in front of photo position three. Yeah, like you, you're, you know, you can't touch the sign with your hand while you're while you're <laughs> oh standing. God. What if they made it a new rule that like you had to touch the sign with one hand while I, I would you're? would
0: bring building. a fake hand.
1: Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where are you going to get a fake hand? <laughs> Expressway four, <4? laughs> probably. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, so you know, he he was like. He was basically telling me, "Oh, uh, photo! You must stand at, at photo position." And I was like, "I was like, no, no, no! The photo position like has a bad angle. It doesn't look, it doesn't look good from there." Yeah. I was like, "I was like, I'm staying off of the rubber." He's like, "Okay, no problem." This was the same guy. <laughs> the same
0: guy. <laughs> um, okay, I don't know how to argue.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so actually, the guy who uh, I, I think we mentioned this, but this is basically a CrossFit gym. Mm-hmm. So it, I found out it is an official CrossFit gym. Um, it's, it's, it's called CrossFit 998, which is the, okay. the Uz, Uzbek country code. Country code yeah. And by the way, when I said that to him, he was like, he was like, well, I was like, what's your CrossFit called? He said, um, oh, CrossFit 998. I was like, oh, the country code. He's yeah. like, he's like, you know that? Wow. I was you have, like, have Uzbek numbers, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, he said, he was like, if I tell that to Uzbeks, they're like, what does 998 mean? Oh, God. Like, <laughs> Uzbeks don't know this. Oh, wow. This is what the guy said to me. The guy's name is Daniel. He's a really nice guy. speaks great English. Yeah. And so he owns CrossFit 998. Sick. And CrossFit 998 is moving into the spot where the training hall is. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be called CrossFit 998 and like Savage Sports Clubs or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so he basically, for you know, more or less, either like owns or runs the building that the training hall is in. Huh. And so I was, t- you know, he was like, "How's everything going?" I'm like, "Yeah, pretty good." I'm like, "Good facility, like you know, yeah. the lights are great." Blah, yeah, that's blah. what I told him. Yeah, I was, cool. I was like, except for you know the 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 dumb rules. And he's like, he's like, don't pay attention to the rules. Yeah, and I, I was like, I was like, well, I was like, I was like, I was like, I'm you know, I was like, I'm I'm following. If if the point of the rules is to to keep me away from athlete and theoretically prevent COVID spread, which you know, once again, like the the silliness of that in in terms of us is yeah. laughable.
0: Listeners, we have a great collection going on of uh, people like tons violating of people violating the rules, violating rules, and not wearing masks in a training hall or IWF uh, personnel.
1: Yeah. Um, not following the rules.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm not going into detail with this. So? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh,
1: we, uh, we've we've both been just taking tons of pictures yeah. of, of rule violations. So any any attempt to claim that we're in some sort of bubble or this is some sort of like COVID strict environment is is laughable, and, and 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 it has nothing to do with us uh, not standing in front of like photo position three. Like, yeah, I mean that's just the reality of the situation. Um, and, I, I mean, I'm very sensitive to the idea that, you know, we are operating in, you know, this, like, COVID environment and all these officials, like, in theory, they're, you know, the, the thought process of we want to take the least risks possible with our athletes and coaches mm-hmm. because we don't want this competition to have an outbreak and blah, 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 that's very reasonable like can't very, argue with that yeah. it's like extremely reasonable however the you know if if that's the case like why why are there so many uh you know like violations within within the i w f like you know okay let let's start with you know the 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 people like at the actual competition yeah. wearing masks or not wearing masks. Well, uh, I, I was saying let's let's start with them yeah. wearing masks like oh, yeah. because because a lot of them aren't. Exactly.
0: You know, some high-ranking people.
1: Yeah, there's there's some literally people people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to say names no, because, we, we're you not know, gonna say names. But but there there are literally dozens of pictures that we have of people <laughs> like not listening to this. Either that or, you know, in the training hall I've got I've got videos and pictures of of loader kids mm-hmm. just just lifting in the middle of the floor like they they you know no one's on the platform so they're like oh, I feel like doing some lifting yeah so you know these are like twelve year old kids you know they don't they don't care they're from Uzbekistan it's mm-hmm. just not strict here with masks they they just go in the middle of training sessions and just you know if there's a free platform they just load up the barbell and start like doing like twenty kilo cleans
0: yeah and or- one of them. Got really, really, really lucky today. Yeah. <laughs> so Nat prepared some sequence shots uh, of
1: Lasha that he got signed. Yeah. And <laughs> you gave him to Lasha. And what's uh, the first? thing Lasha? Well, So what I did was I brought I brought um, his basically best list from Tokyo. Yeah. So best snatch, best clean and jerk, and I brought two of each. So mm-hmm. you know I had him sign one of each and kept those for myself. Yeah. And then I gave him one of each. So you know two twenty three and two sixty five. Literally like. 10 to 15 seconds after I I give them to Lasha I see one of these loader kids who's super annoying and asks me for stickers and t-shirts every single day and I understand okay the first day it's reasonable you know you're a loader Mm. and you want or he's not even a loader he's like a training hall assistant he like puts water out on the table I understand like okay you know he's a kid who's a weightlifting fan like Mm. it's fine to say to ask me once Mm. Oh, do you have T-shirts? Do you have stickers? That's it's like, uh, you know, I, I'm very like I was very nice to him the first time he asked me. I gave me. him stickers. Yeah, you gave him stickers because yeah. you do have stickers. I don't I don't bring stickers to these things. Yeah. But um, anyway, the the, for the first time he asked me, I was very nice. I was like, no, sorry. I was like, I was like, I don't. I was like, I don't bring any shirts, and he doesn't speak English, so it's a little tough to communicate. But I was trying to explain like I don't. I was like, I don't. I don't bring shirts to these things typically. And the things I do bring are, like, very limited because I'm bringing them for athletes. Like, I'm just not, you know, I'm not, I'm not he here to... not here to fit to do those. Yeah, he, he wouldn't even fit. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to give him, like, a size L hoodie. I'm sure he would love it, but it's, like, a dress, so it's and probably fit him in 10 years. But um, anyway, you know, he literally asks me every single day. I'll be in the middle of filming, and he'll be like walking up to me, elbowing me, asking me. I'm just like, dude, stop. Wow. And I think, I think we talked about this on the last yeah. set of podcasts about how there's... Some Uzbek kids that are just a little bit too persistent, a little bit, you know, they 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 get on your nerves, kind of get in the way. But like he literally, Lasha just gave him the poster, <laughs> just just like that. <laughs> yeah, that that kid just has Lasha's two twenty three poster. So, yeah. I mean, it's a little frustrating, a little but frustrating. you know, Lasha just doesn't care.
0: I mean, no, listen, imagine all the work that went into uh, getting that poster here to Uzbekistan. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Like, somebody in Tokyo took it. Um, yeah, edited it. Pr- Ned edited it, printed it out, flew mm. it all the way to Uzbekistan. <laughs> yeah.
1: And Lash was just like, eh. <laughs> he did keep the 265, so maybe yeah. he cares more about that than He's the He's like, yeah, I'm going to break this
0: net here anyways.
1: Yeah. But he he doesn't really care that much. Yeah. Which, you know, I've been giving Lasha posters for years and years. Like, I mean, I, I gave him posters. I remember I gave him a bunch of posters in 2016 In um, when we were in T B L E C for mm-hmm. Junior Worlds when they were training, you know, in, it like, the Sunday. next room. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember I gave him a bunch there. And, you know, he, he's always been very appreciative and very nice about it. But yeah. I was just like, all right. I was like, I literally gave you one of these two. If I gave him four or something, I'd be yeah. like, okay, give away one to the kid. but. Right. I think he just feels a little bad saying no. Yeah. Either that or just doesn't he's, want to deal with it.
0: Lasha is a very courteous man. Super nice. Super nice. Like, so I can thing. see that was my first thought. It's not like he doesn't care about it, but he's like, man, as a kid, that I have a poster. This kid really likes the poster. He probably gives it to the kid. Yeah. Which is unfortunate,
1: but Lasha <laughs> is just really,
0: really, really nice.
1: He, he, is, he is incredibly nice. Yeah. Like. You know, he's this like he's two-time Olympic champion. You know, multiple-time world champion, yeah. like all-time strongest ever, blah blah. blah. And strongest we,
0: we, human being ever on the planet. Exactly.
1: And and literally, when he when he sees me, he always like he always like waves at me and kind of like bows his head. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm like I'm like I'm like why are you why are you so nice like yeah. you know. Um, you know, people most people, you know, kind of like acknowledge if I acknowledge them, like if I say hi to them, it's very rare that someone like refuses to say hi back, but yeah. He Lasha just is, is just super nice.
0: Yeah. And so. we also got some Georgian wine from oh, Doctor Georgie. Georgi. Yeah,
1: Doctor Georgie.
0: Very nice gift.
1: Yeah. I haven't gotten any Dr. Georgie videos yet, which was a little disappointing. I got one. Yeah.
0: Where Rezi tried to punch his balls at <laughs>
1: <laughs> the typical, <laughs> typical Georgian video. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so uh, I'm trying to think of what else happened. Oh, so the
0: we just talked about the Armenian training training before we started the podcast. Should we?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. This <laughs> this, this, this was kind of a funny moment. This, Very funny. The, Greg, after I said said this, um, Gregor was like, "This is good podcast material," and I was like, "We should start podcasting." Yeah, but I was saying how uh, you know where where i was standing i was kind of standing near where um gore and uh lalayan were um were basically doing their their front squats and way off in the corner so i wasn't able to film it at the, the very last platform right yeah the, the, very, the very last platform in the corner like basically the impossible to film from any position in the training hall platform that's the, that's the one if you yeah.
0: this, uh lifters if you don't want to get filmed Pick that platform.
1: Yeah, pick the one closest yeah. to the racquetball court. It's just yeah. you're, you're you're not getting filmed there. Yeah. So um the, I don't know the other guy's name, but basically like the to, the two LOL law. I literally I literally just can't talk lol. <laughs> the the um the the long, tall Armenian guys, like I think they're both 102s. Mm-hmm. I don't they think used it, to be yeah, I'm <laughs> pretty sure they're both one oh twos. But one is uh, Samvel Gasparian, who I actually know like know his name. I don't know the other guy's name. The guy with like the little patch of uh, mm. like gray, gray hair. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not really sure. Not really sure what his name is. But um, anyway, Samvel was taking 200 <laughs> in in the clean and jerk. Yeah, and you could tell that like he was strong enough to make it. But he was kind of in this mode of, like, ah, I don't really want to hold it, sort of make it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he he made the clean and, like, made it, like, a little tough. And then he did one of those, like, I'm going to do the jerk, but I'm going to hold it overhead for, like, a, you know, a, a fraction of a second sort of things. Mm-hmm. And um and the coach kind of yelled at him something. I'm not sure what. I obviously, I don't, you know, I don't speak uh, Armenian. Yeah, we can speculate maybe. Yeah, some, something like, you know.
0: Don't be a little.
1: Yeah, don't don't be. You know why? Why do you drop it so fast? Like you know, man up. on uh, Who knows what? Some sort of cursing. Um, I'm sure it was but, very nice and um, yeah, very courteous. Yeah. <laughs> I was like it was like, please do that again. <laughs> yeah, that's what I imagine. So, but anyway, <laughs> like as he was doing it, and as the coach was yelling it. Lali Yan and gore were just having the best time watching it and just laughing their asses off like <laughs> just like like they,
0: sl- you said it like describing like slapping their che- uh not their cheeks but their, their thighs and like
1: no no they they, they literally like um i think Lali, yeah, i don't remember who it was but one of them was oh. like laughing and literally like hit the other one <laughs> laughing um, What's the funniest thing? And to they, them? they, they were just cracking up and just like smiling, and I was smiling too, but they couldn't see because I had a mask on. But they were like looking at me because I was. They, they could see that I was kind of like cracking up. <laughs> um, but basically, we were all kind of like laughing at 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 you know Somville's uh you know circumstance. But even though like he he's strong enough to make it because the coach did have him do it again, mm. and he did make it again. Fine. But you could tell that he just didn't want to like put in the effort of holding it overhead Mm. tonight. (laughs)
0: Yeah,
1: you know he was like he was like let me just do this later. And he's he's usually good for kind of like the two ten range or something like that,
0: like one sixty five to
1: ten. Yeah, that's like that's like a normal competition for him. So he's he's definitely strong enough to do two hundred. But they were just laughing at him, kind of just like bitching out on the jerk for that two hundred. And you you put this way. yeah they were probably
0: thinking oh we can power snatch that yeah
1: <laughs> just like they're, they're they're probably like that's a power snatch like what, you <laughs> know, just, what? how can we this weak? <laughs> yeah how, why don't how, you just lift it like, yeah we just, just just lift it and they're both um gore and lalian are both actually built pretty similar mm-hmm. you know yeah. um they're both like about the same height they're fairly i would say like fairly similar weight but may- maybe um. You know, I I'd probably need to see what they weigh in at to be sure, but I'm guessing they're both in like the 160 mm. range or something. Um maybe they're not that tall. Yeah, they're not that tall. No. They're they're really about my about my height, maybe a little bit taller. Mm-hmm. But you know, unlike Lasha, who's just yeah. way taller than me. Yeah. But they're uh, they were they were having a great time, and I was kind of enjoying it. And those are some of the things in training halls that I kind of miss with COVID because. You know, when we're so far away and not really able to, like, interact with a lot of the people that we're videoing because they are, like, two or three platforms in, you're kind of, like, missing a lot of that, you know? I've always had some funny gore moments in training halls, like the time that he kicked over the bench in the split (laughs) training hall. He was trying to jump over the the double-stacked benches because Armenians like to do jumps, which they're not doing the like the jumps and the 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 leaping thing that they like to do because there's literally no room in this training hall. Yeah. So one of them was jumping just over the weights over the plate rack. Oh, today. I saw that today. Oh, they did do some no, jumps. but not
0: the supers um what's his name? Not Kretchian. <laughs> yeah. Um anyway, it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the Armenians one of for sure, one of their training regular training things is is jumps. Essentially, they like to do they like broad to do jumps. Broad jumps
0: I can, and what they always do is presses too.
1: Yeah, they like to do like seated
0: presses, seated presses, and pressing variations. Today, Simon did like uh, snatch press and bottom. It's like seventy yeah. sets of five or something.
1: Yeah, they like to do that, yeah. um, and they like to like. But the the jumps are something I you know they they've they've just always done. But this yeah. this training hall, I feel like. I mean here's the thing, you know, I really like the Uzbeks and uh, and I'm not trying to like criticize them. I feel like the organizing committee dropped the ball in this training hall. I feel like it's just and and I'm not sure exactly what happened because the the, the IWF and other people have told us that yeah. the training hall was supposed to be at a different location and mm-hmm. was supposed to be bigger, but like something fell through with it. They they said something about how like it got turned into a vaccination site or something mm-hmm. like that, but you know it's not really clear exactly what happened. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm not going to try to speculate on like, oh, this is what happened to the training hall. But what we were told was that the training hall is not supposed to be here mm-hmm. and that this was kind of a last minute switch a few yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like whatever happened, whether it was a, you know, got taken over by a vaccination site or whether that's, you know, it's something else. I, the the training hall is just not just not big enough because yeah. there's there's usually like all sorts of extra area for athletes to do things like jumps and do do this sort of other training. It's by far the smallest world's training hall I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, or do, do like short runs to warm up. Now people yeah. do it in the parking lot, and it's getting really really cold here for them. For most of yeah. them, like the uh, South American people, they're freezing their so ass yeah. off here. Yeah, just.
1: They're yeah. yeah. Um, K. Tomorrow was telling me it's freezing here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He first had his ATG shirt on, and he took it off, put a long sleeve on. And says, it's a way too cold. I can't train you.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Um. But the. Yeah. The the training hall. I'm I'm definitely a, a bit disappointed by. It. I feel like the competition area is is really nice. Like they they do a good job, and uh, it's a little bit tight for you know photography videography mm-hmm. but frankly it's fine like it's yeah. it's not there's nothing wrong with it it's always a bit tight at worlds so yeah. it's never it's never a situation where i'm like wow tons of room like i can just yeah. kind of lay out and just have you know miles of room to myself so yeah. that's that's never the case that's only the case at like european juniors where you're like wow i just yeah. have i'm the know, only one <laughs> i have 17 feet on either side of me and it's fine but at, at you know at worlds it's never like that so the the competition venue totally fine the lighting in there is fantastic i think
0: makes for great slow-mo yeah
1: yeah like really nice slow-mos really um it's really just like well lit in the sense evenly of evenly like, lit yeah it's it's like evenly yeah it's mm-hmm. it, whoever whoever did the lighting is is a pro in there and it's other than the fact that it's like a little bit tight in spots i have no issues with that but the training hall is just it's just like a disappointment because there could have been so much imagine if this was a normal size training hall, and there weren't kind of these like wacky rules about where we could be like this yeah. would have some great, great training food. hall video, yeah, one videos, of the yeah. best
0: probably so far my favorite is still Ashgabat in terms of like size light was okay yeah i would I would say um. Oh, Houston was also super yeah. I was nice.
1: about to say Houston was good. There was a lot of yeah. space there. I didn't even have a, a really big problem with Pattaya. I thought it was a little bit
0: the, yeah, the, just the, the, the
1: dolphins uh, enter, yeah, yeah. Some of the backgrounds were just yeah. like a little bit goofy looking. Yeah, but yeah, I, I would I would agree with you though. Um, Ashgabat was was really good. Yeah, um, really nice training hall and everything like that, but. Yeah, it's a bit of a disappointment. So someone, someone definitely dropped the ball there. Um, And and even, even if it's not just like a space thing, um, from from like a weightlifting video perspective, just like okay, if if you're if you're trying to hold a meet in a COVID environment, why would you pack people in as tightly as possible? Mm -hmm. Just like it, it overall just the training hall does not like you know live up to what it should be. I think, even though the the actual facility. It's great. has great lighting. I mean, if put it this way. If they wanted to put 20 platforms in there, oh. fantastic. Yeah. Have Super nice.
0: Have training areas, 20 here, 20 there, 20.
1: No, no, no. But I'm just saying if yeah. if if the, the meet only called for 20 platforms and they put 20 in that space we're in, well, I'd okay. be like, wow, one of the nicest training halls yeah. ever. But it's just it's, it's, it's 44 platforms in a space yeah. that really can comfortably hold half of that. At
0: 44 platforms how, how many people do you think peak time is in that trend? I mean I would it's say just so rough I would say like 150 150 how many of those are men
1: um you think it's half 75 I mean more
0: okay let's say let's, let's say 80 there's one man's bathroom <laughs> there's <laughs> yeah. like one
1: and it looks like there's only one <laughs> <laughs> yes. um yeah I actually haven't gone in there yet okay the the training hall bathroom. Yeah. I've I've been in the competition bathroom. Till the
0: end of the day, I would go in. It was pretty disgusting. In the beginning it was okay.
1: Yeah, it just <laughs> it just it just goes downhill. Yeah. Yeah, people at these meets in general are just like animals. I don't know if it's a thing where it's like a a weightlifter athlete mindset where a lot of people are young and just don't give a fuck because for instance, when I was in When I was, like, in college and in, like, dorms and this and, you know, in, like, basically, you know, like, my friends' apartments and stuff like that in college, it was always just gross and filthy. So it's maybe just, oh, this is just how 20-year-olds live. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, by the time you're, you know, in your 30s, you're, you're kind of, like, wanting to not, like... You know take a dump in a toilet that has like shit smeared on the seat oh, you know what i mean <laughs> but like 20 year olds are like hey i don't care yeah. i'll just pee it off first then i'll, <laughs> then I'll shit down uh, then i'll sit down and shit i'll shit down <laughs> you, know, <Peeing> <laughs> you know you it off yeah just just spray it off with pee and then like that that's kind of like that 20 year old like i live in a frat house mindset yeah. sorry which, for the uh... Hundred listeners that are currently eating something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. Sorry, you said hundred. We have 100. we don't have a hundred. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, maybe. <laughs> sorry, mom. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Gregor's mom. Um. <laughs> anyway, it's just yeah. At these meats it's always just gross. So I I I can't tell if it's a young thing or if is it possible maybe just just some of the countries that it's are cultural, here. It's a cultural thing. There was also
0: used toilet paper in a basket next to the.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, just, yeah, just huge chunks of shit on yeah. it. <laughs> just disgusting. <laughs> like, <why>? Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. yeah. Yeah, you always get way too much information about whoever was, was in the bathroom before you at a lot of these meets. I mean, I try to avoid the the highly trafficked bathrooms. That's why yeah. I haven't been in the training hall bathroom. There's been multiple times yeah. that I've had to go to the bathroom at the training hall and I'll literally walk over the competition hall. I usually have something to do over yeah. there anyway like I like I've I've walked over there to like set stuff up for yeah. like you know Pablo or something like that and I'll I know because I've been this venue so many times now I know where the least traffic bathrooms are mm-hmm. and so I just go to that one and there's even um, there's even an IWF bathroom up in their office where they yeah. uh, you know eat and you know do work and poop and poop, and and that's like a pretty nice bathroom up there. Hmm. So I go to that one if 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 I have to to poop at the venue, I go to the IWF office. That by the way, that's a yeah. that's a good tip for listeners. And then again, yeah. you might need to know someone at the IWF because usually if I go in there, no one will.
0: If you ever the in the Uzbekistan, yeah. if you have an emergency, <laughs> you go to the go th- to Yunusabad know, Sports Complex, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: the tennis arena, third floor. <laughs> <laughs> third, third floor, it's, it's way up on the right side. Yeah. Can um, be safe.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. That's the that's the best way to do it. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of what else. So there was really nothing to discuss from competition, so we could just no. skip over that. Skipped. Even though Diaz or did um, dodge Diaz in the 45s. What a battle! Yeah, what a fucking <laughs> war zone. Should we explain that? <laughs> <Should> uh, we <laughs> we can, Yeah, why not? Do, do you want to do you, do? you want to explain, or should I explain it? Oh, uh, we can both do it. Um, all right. So so there's a guy. Uh, um, I, should we go by his online name? Yeah, let's
0: go. Okay.
1: There, there, there's a guy named Phil. I'm honestly not sure if he listens to these podcasts, but I wouldn't be surprised if he does. Um, but he writes for uh, And we, we might have given away his identity now. Oh, did we give it away? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it a secret? I don't know. All right. Well, anyway, we're not going to say which writer he is. Exactly. Um. But anyway, f rights for and sometimes he'll, he'll message Gregor and or I some really like kind of like dumb questions that um that and by dumb I mean like it, it would easy be easy to look it, up it'll be easy to research. Like you know? last I, night
0: he asked me hey, where's the start book? I, I'm getting a four four error. And literally on my shitty Wi Fi here in this hotel, <laughs> it took like thirty seconds to load the page. I clicked on a link, copied the link, pasted it into our Instagram chat. <laughs> Using yeah
1: exactly <laughs> just so he he he'll he'll ask some like dumb questions so at one point he was asking something like what were some of the best female battles in yeah, like he weightlifting was history a recap article yeah and and so just as a joke and that Gregor started this so yeah it, um, just as a joke Gregor I just remembered that in the forty fives at the Asian Championships
0: there were three or two people there,
1: there, there were literally like two people it was. Uh, Heidi Diaz's like cousin. Um, I what's what's her name? Mar- Mary Flor Diaz. Mary Floor, yeah. yeah, her her Instagram name is like I'm Mafo. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess she goes by Mafo. But Mar- Mary Flor Diaz, and then. I don't know how to say something like Dalambera from India. Yeah, from India
0: she competed today
1: too. And she competed today. Yeah. And so it was literally just the two of them and like obviously just two people in the 45s. I mean, I'm not trying to knock either one of their no. lifting. No, no. But like like let, let's be honest and I think even they would agree it's not like the most riveting session of all time in weightlifting. And and in fact, it would say it's not riveting. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I would go I would go on limited. <laughs> <Yeah. Go on. laughs> You know, just, uh, you know, it's, it, it's, a, it's definitely out of the limb. It's a, a limb, sturdy limb. Yeah, it's a sturdy limb. <laughs> a anyway, so the two, the two of them lifting in, like, the 45s by themselves, you know, just, yeah, all right. Going back and
0: forth. So, yeah. just, or one finishing before the other.
1: <laughs> and so and so, Gregor, Gregor was like, oh, well, you know, one of the best ones ever was Diaz versus Dalimbera in, like, the Battle of Ashkab Or Battle yeah. of The Battle of Tashkent. <laughs> And we're kind of, like, referencing the IWF video of, like, the Lu Zhao and Ahab uh, battle of Ashkabat, which, to be fair, was actually a battle. It was a battle. That was a real battle. Yeah. Um, And so so I told Ned about this in our (laughs) chat. So, yeah, Gregor sent me a screenshot of it. And then I think um, asked me, like, either the next day or later that day. And he was like, he's like, well, you know, I'm writing an article. Like, what are you know, what are some of the best uh, women's weightlifting battles in history, or something? And I was like, Ooh. <laughs> Diaz Diaz versus Dolan and I mean, that's really the one for the record books. <laughs> and so, so Gregor and I, Gregor and I are always just referencing like any battle. You know, if we're talking about like, well. Oof, well, you know, like the the Ilya and, and Nurudinov and, you know, Bedrinyan battle. I guess. That's up there, but it's no Diaz-Zalembera. Can't match that.
0: Yeah. What was so great about this, he went out to re- <laughs> research it.
1: Yeah, he went out and researched it.
0: <laughs> He's like, man, I only can, like, find the Times of India article. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 That's so good.
1: Uh, and so, you know, now... now if, so just just like code for for any uh, podcast listener, if you're ever talking about a great battle, like nothing nothing compares to Diaz versus Almeira,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Diaz Almeira.
1: I mean, even like you know, um, you know, Suli Suli Monoglu. I don't know if it's Suli Monoglu or Suli Sulli Monoglu. I don't know which one's correct, but hmm. you know, ver- Suli Monoglu hmm. versus. Um, you know, Leonidas or whatever.
0: No, you can forget it.
1: You know, it's not. It's, it's, no, it's, it. no, it's not. No to, it's no, it's not, not the same. It's not. Not as good as Diaz versus no. Dalambera. <laughs> 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 the best battle of all time. Oh, um. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. I don't, yeah. I don't know what else there is to update. So anyway, you know. Oh, you know what? I guess we got started on this by saying that that Diaz stayed in the forty fives, mm-hmm. and Dalimbera dodged her and uh, moved up to the forty nines for this meet. So. There was no rematch. Yeah. The the, the legendary battle of Ashk... Or, I keep saying Ashkabat. The legendary battle of Tashkent <laughs> did not have a round two.
0: Would have been crazy.
1: Yeah. Would have been insane if the two of them had yeah. you know, gotten <laughs> back together for a rematch. The <laughs>
0: organizer said, yeah, you can't do that. You can't, you can't the same
1: category again. It was <laughs> but, too hot.
0: Like, it was like Iran showed up like, with like a million fans. And, yeah. Yeah.
1: The press coverage would have been insane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They tried to keep it a safe environment for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just keep the press out. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that happened. And yeah, the, nothing nothing to write home about in, in the sessions. Um, Lasha's
0: first training session um, was pr- quite predictable. Yeah, muscle snatching. Right? Muscle snatching, but, and this is a little tra- change, uh, he added an overhead squat after yeah. the muscle snatch. Connoisseurs of weightlifting will appreciate that probably.
1: Yeah. I think like CrossFit coaches will appreciate that because I, I know CrossFit coaches will always tell people like, oh, make sure like you like you ride your snatches all the way down. Right. Or oh, like
0: people that. who learn snatch, yeah, so people like, who do learn snatch and
1: then ride it and down. and then ride it down. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he's learning the snatch, I guess. Yeah. Which is a scary thought because if he's learning, like, he how like, good is he going to get?
0: Oh shit! Yeah. Well, he has like nine or eight more days.
1: Maybe that's why he's giving away his two twenty-three poster. He's like, I'm just learning. <laughs> like, I'm just getting started. Like that's my warm up. Oh man. Um, I have most of my posters signed at this point that's
0: pretty cool um, you've got Lasha, you've got uh,
1: Uzbeks yeah I've got Guo, you know, Lasha, Uzbeks I have a few, actually you know what now that I think about it, I think I've gotten all the ones signed that I brought doubles of okay. I still have some more to give away I'm seeing Beck and then there's, uh, there's yeah, that's Mirko Zani Zani, uh, then, Zani. if you're Julia. you're missing out Julia mm. Miserandino, Miserandino. one twenty, and yep. then there's also Huihua's in there. Oh yeah, um, and that might be that might be. Is there another one in front of Huihua? Oh yeah, oh yeah, there is Motamedi. Uh-huh.
0: Motamedi. Awesome.
1: Yeah. Um, so I haven't seen the uh, Iranian show up yet. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I've got Motamedi Bec and then I have uh, I also have a Luis Moscara one, but That's I didn't cool. bring doubles of those. It's cool. So.
0: Um, yeah we saw miso today. Miso joined a party. yeah, and we saw um a very very pale Bodhi. Bodhi looks
1: I mean I'm, he looked I'm like a ghost. He literally looked sick like he he yeah. looked like like jaundice sort of or something like that. like I think Bodhi has some sort of like nutritional imbalance going on like he do, he doesn't look pale in the sense of like, oh, you need more sun sort of pale. Cause like I I you know look like that I'm I mean, I'm, no, a, I'm I'm a white potato yeah no but I'm I'm like whiter than you are and uh, you know I I don't look like jaundice like Bodhi literally looked like he, he
0: but also he, he flew in this morning
1: yeah so. ma- maybe it was like he was saying something about like sleep and food and this and that yeah. and liquids so I I don't know but he looked he, really he looked dehydrated, Ill, Ill. Ill. Ill very ill like but he still snatched one seventy two one seventy two yeah yeah. I'm actually working on... As soon as we get off this podcast, I'm going to be... Um, which is never. This is going to be a long one. This is going to be a long this one. This
0: is going to beat our Ningbo podcast no. series where we hit oh the three-hour
1: mark. We just kept hitting the three-hour mark. Speaking of which, um, speaking of long podcasts, I have, I believe, the number one and number two-length podcast in weightlifting house history. Nice. So the one I did with him a few years ago was, was the longest one ever. <laughs> And then we did another one Like a month or two ago And it was the second longest ever And he only stopped it Because he was like I don't want to set the new record Wow So um, But that one's not out yet He said it's coming out in January but anyway, so yeah, I'm the number one, number two on there. So maybe the common feature is just me just rattling on. Maybe? You say maybe? maybe?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. What?
1: <laughs> I'd, hate to, I'd hate to have my own podcast. It would just be like 17 hours long each episode, and people would just be like, oh, my God. Yeah,
0: you would just start at 7 a.m. in the morning and just keep talking. <laughs> yeah, at I'd, the be,
1: morning. I'd be like, well, listeners, it's, you know, it's midnight. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> See you in eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Next
0: episode. Oh, God, uh, terrible. Yeah, you only do this because I edit and upload this.
1: That's true. Yeah. I do this just to mess with Gregor, everyone.
0: Yeah, Um, just to keep me from getting more sleep.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this makes Gregor start making mistakes. Great. Gets him to not film Ilya videos and stuff like that. Mm. Mm. Speaking of which, I I reminded Gregor today of his 2013 decision. Uh, Oh, the the Poland thing. The Poland thing, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I was was talking with... um, Sandra? Sandra. She was at, you know. She was asking like you know. She was asking questions about you know who's coming and blah 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 and this and that. And I was kind of explaining to her that to me, until someone showed up to like maybe like four worlds or something like that, and like mm-hmm. a bunch of meets in between, I don't really consider them to be like a real weightlifting media organization. And I don't mean that in the sense of like oh they're doing worse quality stuff, but I just mean that in the sense of like dedication. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because if someone's kind of like, eh, they're in, then they're out, then they're in, then they're out, or you know, they're in briefly and then they're out, blah blah blah. It's like, it's like, all right, they're they're really just not like truly dedicated to it because it's it's I wouldn't say it's easy because it's not, but it's a lot simpler to do this for like a year and then and then be like, ah, eh, I'm gonna go do something else, and so, um, you know, I basically. I you know I was just saying like i was like was like listen literally i've I've been to like every world for since twenty eleven um and you know we we're also covering like every pan Ams and every Asians and, you know we actually started Asians a little bit later Asians we started in like twenty um twenty fifteen but like every euros euro juniors euro youth you know pan Am. Juniors, we do sometime. We can't always do every single meet, but we're doing like way, way more meets than anyone else. Yeah, way more. and uh, and um, I'm trying to think what. How do I get on this topic? Some, um, something about Poland. Me oh yeah, Poland. Going to and <laughs> and and, and I, I was saying I, I I was basically telling her I was like I was like one of the reasons I really like respect Gregor and ATG so much and like you know I've always. You know, I've tried to, you know, try to support ATG by putting ATG items on the store and doing this and doing that. Thank you. And um, I was like, one of the reasons I respect him so much is because he's actually committed. You know what I mean? And so I'm, you know, I'm not trying to like say anything bad about anyone else. You know, it's it's not a matter of like putting someone else down as much as saying like, Gregor is crazy enough to actually be committed to this and not and and won't. Decide, you know, next year that he doesn't want to go to anything, mm. um, and so I was basically saying like, Gregor messed up because he didn't used to be like that. Yeah. because in like 2013, when I didn't have a car, when well, you didn't have a car, but you, but you, you could have bought, you, you know, could have like, rented a car, I
0: could maybe. have rented a car, maybe. It was like in a tough financial spot then,
1: and well. Uh, didn't have a proper camera. I could have made it happen you, you, if I wanted to. You, That's a yes. You, you could have made it happen. Yeah. And, but basically, what, what I was basically saying to Sandra was like, oh, um, I was like, Gregor lived like a two to three hour car drive away from Worlds. Yeah.
0: Literally like Vratzloff.
1: Yeah, that's what it's called. I don't right? know how to pronounce it properly, but we call it Roaklaw. claw <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's definitely not Roaklaw. claw <laughs> I want to say like Vrotslav. Vrotslav. Yeah. Vrotslav. Um,
0: is at most maybe two and a half hours from yeah, Berlin.
1: Yeah, I, I basically told Sandra, I was like, I was like, it was like two or three hours from Gregor's place. So, so listeners, and like two and, like, and a half hours like, from Liao my Liao Liao Liao
0: home, the hour always snatched like world record. oh clean no and jerk, he world clean world
1: and jerked a world record Lu yeah. june snatched a world record lu june did like great training hall stuff he D-
0: runs it's super heavy yeah. clean and jerks
1: yeah like Bahador did super heavy stuff yeah. i think um wasn't lovechev was there too you oh, know man. it was like Albegov was there it was a great competition it was like a really good and
0: even before that competition i remember people talk or speculating, ah oh, this is not going to be a good world because it's the year after the Olympics. Yeah. And now we are in the Worlds in the same year as the Olympics.
1: Yeah. Um, But anyway, I was just, I was saying to Sandra, I was like, you know, Gregor's first Worlds was 2014 and it really should have been 2013. Yeah. And I can kind of understand why in like 2012 you didn't go to the Olympics because the Olympics were unbelievably expensive in London. Mm. Like I went to the Olympics and I was in my very early, you know, hook grip investment, you know, investing into, you know, kind of like building this company sort of stages. And I was looking at the ticket prices and I was like, what in the world? Like, I was paying $400 a session.
0: Jesus Christ. A you know? session.
1: No, that's for the ticket. Yeah, That doesn't even include the flight, the Airbnb, this and that. I mean, I think and I, I skipped a lot of sessions there. Like, I actually yeah. went late because I was like, I was like, I'm not going to like 56 kilo men. I was like, it's like, why would I go to that? It's like, it's a, you know, it's like $400 for that. So, you know, fuck that shit. So uh, I basically went to the sessions I was interested in. Um, Should have gone to the 56Bs. Yeah, 56Bs for Amyan mm-hmm. Um But I basically went to the sessions I was interested in, and even still, the trip cost like $6,000. Fuck. <laughs> and I only went to like eight sessions.
0: Mm-hmm. It's crazy.
1: I didn't go to any female sessions except for the 75s and 75 pluses. Oh, we sort of... That was it. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't go to the 69s. I didn't see uh, Rim Jong-Sim win her first Olympic gold. I didn't see anything below that. I didn't see... I I should have been there for the 77s for Lou, but I didn't see it. Mm -hmm. So I've actually never seen Lou win the Olympics. (laughs) It's like, I missed it in 2012. I obviously wasn't there in 2020. 2016, I saw him, you know... Rehimov beat him but um, anyway yeah so I, I should have been there for Lou but I missed uh, I missed that due to a flight cancellation um, and so anyway yeah no it, it was just so unbelievably expensive so I understand why you didn't go to London because that mm-hmm. that would have cost you like seven thousand dollars but not going to Poland first of all my Airbnb in Poland was unbelievable. I'm going to see if I can actually just pull up the receipt right
0: now. Now he's going to rub it in, listeners.
1: But, <laughs> <hang> <laughs> can we, p- I'm going to really can rub somebody it
0: somebody please distract Matt um, somehow? Oh shit, he's actually doing it. He's grabbing his phone, typing something in. Yeah, I wonder,
1: I wonder if I can even find this. Oh wait. Oh God. I found it. Ah. Uh, Let's rub it in. Does, I wonder if, I wonder, wonder if it says how much it is. Um.
0: um
1: I mean, I found like the reservation, like,
0: but. Like hundred slotties. A
1: billing receipt. Here we go. Oh. All right. So, so, so look <laughs> oh at this. God. So look at this. I fifteen dollars a night. Oh okay. God. I st- I'm showing Gregor the receipt right now. So this is this is true proof. It is. Okay. Eleven nights. Yep. In Poland, I made this reservation in July 2013. One hundred sixty nine dollars. Oh my god. Fifteen dollars per night. Airbnb service fee twenty one. Uh-huh. Airbnb concierge, whatever that meant, free. $190 total Jesus. for 11 nights, okay? And not only that, do you know how big this apartment was? It was like, wait, I wonder if it says. It was a three-bedroom apartment to myself. That's so amazing.
0: And what's cool is, back then, it was only you, Bafa. Bafa was it? And
1: Bafa would... um Baffa would leave really early because he was, you know, he's a, or was a professor of, mm-hmm. at, at a school. And so basically he, I remember Baffa literally, I, I would literally just chew him out when I would see him again after, like, after he would leave. Cause he literally left like before Lou's world record. Wait, like, like he went to Poland and did not see Lou's world record. Oh my God. And he, he was like, he was like, I have to get home and like grade papers or something, something. I was like, it's like Bafa, what the fuck is wrong with you? Shit. Like, how How do you come to... You literally flew to Poland, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you didn't see Lou lift.
0: Oh, man, we all made some dumb, dumb things in our lives.
1: Well, I mean, I, at least I stayed for him to lift. But then again, I did some dumb shit, too. Like, I didn't take video of those training <laughs> hall sessions. <laughs> you know?
0: Yes, I mean... I mean
1: happy. I mean, I'm not going to say that everything I did in this situation was smart. <laughs> but I did do better than you and Bafa. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm ranked number one out of the three of us for for decisions during 2013 oh, right, right, right. worlds. Like, <laughs> yeah, you talk, <laughs> you, you ring top. I paid $190 for 11 nights. Wow. That's and so I good. booked the flights with, um, with miles.
0: Even better. Yeah. Yeah. Even better. So the moral of the story is, um, if you have a chance and you like weightlifting, just go.
1: Yeah. Just, um, commit. What I've realized is that the, when people do come to this they're they're often surprised by like how easy it is mm-hmm. like they're they're always scared to actually they're they're scared to do it, but then like then once they do it they're like're they're like that was actually really easy, yeah, you know that wasn't tough yeah. but there's still a lot of people who are i would say like scared in in the u s at least i don't know you know I can't speak to like people in Europe and other places but in the U S there's still a lot of people that are scared of countries that they don't consider like Western,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, any like former Soviet, any like Muslim country, mm-hmm. blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. Like the the only like Muslim countries that they would go to would be like United Arab Emirates or like Qatar or something <laughs> like that. Like something that they view as like a Westernized yeah. thing. Like they, they're, they're literally like, scared shitless of like the idea of like going to like Saudi Arabia or something. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, do you realize how, uh, no, you know, not, notwithstanding politics around like, you know, Saudi, uh, you know, international affairs and stuff like that. Like I, I recognize the Saudis are not, uh, you know, a perfect country by any means, but like what I'm, what I'm referencing is how the Saudis would treat an American who goes there as a guest. Okay. That that that's what I'm talking about. Not not what they would do to you know like women. You know who knows when trying to drive. I recognize they've you know messed that part up. But like an American who goes to Saudi Arabia as like an invited guest, they're going to literally treat you so nice. Yeah, like so nice. Like you're going to be like, oh my god. There's they're they're literally like unbelievably nice here. <laughs> you know.
0: general it's, it's the it's same in
1: Uzbekistan. You know, it's like they're super nice.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, we never really finished talking about but that guy who owns the CrossFit is just, Ooh. like, unbelievably nice. Okay. Um,
0: Let's bring it back.
1: You know, well, I mean, I'll, I was just yeah, realizing, like, that guy's so nice. Like, these people don't even know who we are. And he's, he's literally, like, telling me, he's like, hey, you know, if you want, like, any of like any like local food just tell me what you want like i'll get it for you blah blah blah, like you know just kind of like so cool you know just you know like the um the guys who are running the booth here were like just giving me stuff from the booth today i mean stuff i you know didn't didn't really Really want I guess I could say But um, <laughs> you, you, know. Know you said it <laughs> But uh, You know they're, I mean they're, they're giving me shirts That say like Samarkand on them I'm Just like okay It's like You know And they're, they're like they're, they're telling me they're like, they're like I'm from Samarkand And I, I was like I was like Oh it's a Very nice shirt sir From Samarkand But you know they're they're doing the same thing uh, you know they're they're like you know telling me like oh you know if you ever want to see like samarkand like it would dread you know him, they 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 would i would if i was literally like i want to go to, like samarkand tomorrow they would like put it together yeah, yeah. you know 40. the guy would like close down the booth for the day <laughs> just to, like take me to samarkand like the the people are just so nice you know what i mean you know when, once people really travel and see that then then they they realize it but it kind of it takes a lot of pushing to get Mm-hmm. people from at least from the u.s to get them to like
0: so whole we'll thing about go. comfort zones and just yeah jumping to something that you don't know
1: yeah people are very uncomfortable with it they're like very scared they think that everything's like unsafe and blah blah it's like uh you know i'm, I'm not saying there there aren't countries where like where that's the same feeling for me like you know you couldn't get me to go to like afghanistan right now i like, guess like uh right now would be
0: tough
1: yeah yeah I mean <laughs> you know they there's so there definitely are countries where I kind of understand what they're thinking mm. but you know it's just not it's not the same like it, it's it's really just pretty friendly
0: obviously I feel super safe here I feel safer than I was like walking at night in the streets here I feel safer than walking in Berlin somewhere no
1: it's it's really like <laughs> it, it, there's there's no feeling that like oh you're gonna get like attacked people aren't People aren't, like, looking at you weird and stuff yeah. like that. You know, all of the, the Yandex, which is, you know, basically Uber, all the Yandex drivers are, like, very, you know, fine. Like, no no one makes me feel like I'm about to get abducted by this, like, Yandex driver. Yeah. You know, they're all, like, using the app and, like, following the directions and stuff. And For the most part. Yeah, for the most part. Oh well, except for your guy who drove <laughs> you to this hotel, but... Took a little detour <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> through <trash can. laughs> But it's just, yeah, it's a very, like, friendly and safe environment, so... Um yeah, I I kind of wish more people would just kind of go to these things. But until until they've done it, sometimes, you know, it's tough to tough to do. What's funny with you is like with, with Almaty it was just your first international trip mm-hmm. in a long time. Yeah. Um I remember that you said you had taken a few international like and by, by international kid, I mean uh, I mean outside of Germany.
0: Yeah, as a kid my parents took me to on vacation to like,
1: yeah, like different countries. I remember and, you said you went to like Italy. Um, uh, Italy yes
0: places in Europe our furthest trip was Kenya
1: yeah yeah so you took a few trips but uh, you I mean ha- put it this way not, I'm not trying to like date you but you were let's say 28 when you went to Almaty? Uh
0: must be yeah, something like that okay
1: mm-hmm. so you were 20- just dated me yeah I dated you <laughs> sorry not not like dated you in the sense of you know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put a date on my flight. yeah but, um, if, so if you, if you were 28, when you had went, went to Almaty, it had probably been like 10 years or more since you'd taken an international trip, maybe 15, maybe 15. Yeah. So you pretty much had not traveled at all Alone. in, in your in, country. I mean, even, even in the country, you hadn't traveled much. Yeah. No. Because I, I remember asking you like, Oh, have you been to like Frankfurt? And you're like, nope. no, no. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> Have you been to Munich? No. Nope. It's like <laughs> what, what would it do there? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just like you you know you were you were basically just like in Berlin for for like over 15 years straight and you know minimal, you know, minimal mm-hmm. travel. Yeah. But then like that then you went to Almaty. So and you Berlin. literally went you went to like Kazakhstan. <laughs> Exactly. Which in my which, first trip which, which which sounds like wild, you know, compared to someone first who basically trip, was holed up in Berlin for over 15 years.
0: First trip out of the country, lost my bag. First trip. I mean, it wasn't lost. Was in Istanbul. Arrived yeah. like three days later. I don't even remember that. Well, my first trip, my bag was in, lost in Almaty. It yeah. was lost.
1: I don't even. Re- like I said, I don't remember that. Yeah. But. Um, but then I, I remember, you know, after that, it was just like, all right, switch was turned on. Now Lima, Peru,
0: anywhere. Poland, whatever you want to send me to. <laughs> um, I drove to Klepeta, 2015.
1: Yeah. yeah, Lithuania. For the people who don't know yeah. about what that was. Sorry,
0: yeah, Lithuania.
1: It's like a city. Oh, it is a city. On the sea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's a like a city. It is. City. It is also a city. Yeah. Uh, I've never been there, but I'm assuming, you know, from all I've read, it's a city. Mm-hmm. And then... Can't confirm. Yeah, then then you just, you know, went on like a rampage that's that's still continuing yeah. of, of international travel.
0: Um, I just noticed, too, I have only a couple more pages of my passport left.
1: Yeah, I got a new one. Yours, yeah. is, yours is pretty beat up. Yeah, mine's beat up. Yeah.
0: I don't have a nice thing where my passport
1: goes oh, like a yeah, like a case? A case, yeah. So, what's funny about my passport... So my old passport was was very varied because it was the same passport from essentially when I... No, first of all, pre-hook grip, I, I did travel. Yeah, uh, you,
0: yeah that's true.
1: Yeah. But I didn't really travel that much in like the like European and Asian countries after like really like the mid-2000s. So I had probably like a five or six-year break. Like... I remember when I went to Paris for the uh, twenty eleven Worlds, I had only been and I, I know this is gonna sound funny as someone who like doesn't travel at all, you know, who's who might be listening, but I, I had only been to Europe maybe like twice in the last in the ten years prior to, mm-hmm. to, to Paris. Mm-hmm. But before that, when I was kind of you know, growing up as a kid, my you know, we used to take a lot of trips to Europe and, and other places. And so Anyway, I remember I took a trip to the UK and stuff like that for work-related stuff in, like, 2010. And I'd obviously done travel because in, in like, 2008 and 2009, I lived abroad um, in, like, Costa Rica and Cayman Islands. But, um, you know, I, I really just hadn't done that much European travel. But the, the whole point of the story is that my, my passport, for the most part, in the 2010s, was the same one. Mm-hmm. 2011 to 2019 was the same passport okay and what happened was was after I got back from Tianjin from China in December 2019 from the you know IWF World Cup I was like you know what I was like I, I wasn't gonna go to Rome because I was sending Pablo to Rome mm. I was like you know what I was like I have a couple month break before I'm gonna have to go anywhere my first trip i thought i would have would be romania for junior World in march of 2020 which mm-hmm. was supposed to happen yeah never happened but um i was like okay i was like i have january february mm-hmm. i'm gonna send in for a new passport because i was down to like four blank pages i want to say
0: yeah i'm down to two now so that's what i do yeah. afterwards i'll get a new one
1: yeah you do ha- you have to because yeah, in some um, countries you need like yeah, you need a certain like you could get actually get denied going to countries at this point mm-hmm. where like you could show up to the airport and they be like you can't travel. Yeah. Because you don't have enough pages. So I I was in the spot where I knew that in the spring of 2020, I was no of course I wouldn't have, but in the spring of 2020 I knew I was going to uh basically not have enough pages to travel. Yeah. To do to do all the trips I wanted to do, I wasn't going to have enough pages. So I sent in for a new passport. So I got a new passport and like you know, early, mid-January of 2020. Mm-hmm. And the only uh, international... I- I've been on three international trips for hook-grip. All three to Tashkent.
0: <laughs> Suspicious.
1: Suspicious. <laughs> and so, and uh, sure. of course, I did also take a-, a personal trip to Europe where I actually met up with you yeah. in-, in Austria. So I, I do... I don't know, even know if I got stamped for Europe. I don't think they stamp your passport when you go into Europe. But I'll have to check that. But the yeah like I I've got three Uzbekistan stickers in my passport now, and I, I have a very empty passport because yeah. you know I've very few trips in there. Yep, um, since COVID. In, you know because this is all this is all post COVID. So my 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 passports are very neatly divided from pre COVID and post COVID. Okay, and I'm also a little bit lucky that I sent mine in in January, which was all pre COVID delays. Like there was no such thing as a COVID delay in January yeah. 2020. And so what was nice about that was, you know, I send my passport at, like, the normal, like, cheap service level, like, mm-hmm. no express, you know, whatever. And I think I got it back in, like, eight or nine days or something, like, just super fast. And now, I mean, I actually don't know about exactly right now, but I know people who were trying to get their passports in, like, 2021 that were just getting, like, absurd delays. Like, I know I know some people who were getting passports, who told me that it was taking like three months? Ooh. And I was just That's like, crazy. "What? That is crazy." Now I don't know if they were trying to do expedited or whatever, but they were just—it was just like super, super, um, super backed up. Hmm. So you know, COVID just ruined a lot of things, and passports are one of them. It's almost weird to think about the days where there was like no such thing as like a COVID delay. Yeah. Like there, there was, there's no like shortages or. Yeah, like it be more still cheap yeah it's, just, it's it's like it's it's kind of like nutty it's 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 weird to try I, I i've tried to figure this out for a long time which is just like which aspects are going to come back first and which aspects are going to not come back first and i i hate to like frame it this way but I'm usually thinking about it from the perspective of like, how do I invest money smartly into the things that are going to continue to be affected by this in like a positive way? You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. uh, this is like weird just to, to, to to like admit this cause it, it feels kind of like, uh, like dirty capitalist. But I mean, a lot of my thought process when things like this happen is, is like, what's the best way to, um, Capitalize on it, mm-hmm. and like I, I kind of like don't like to like phrase it that way because it sounds like oh, you have to like hurt someone in the process. But it was more so like as an example. This is one thing that Gregor knows about. Mm-hmm. Like I invested in Flear really early on. And
0: like, FLIR for the people who don't know, what they make thermal imaging sensors.
1: Yeah, they make thermal imaging cameras. So one of my first thought processes when when this first hit, and I think I invested in Flear in. I want to say it was like early March of 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and so I just didn't, you know, bought a good amount of fleece stock because I basically just said like, oh well, you know, I mean one of the things that could happen with this is uh is just a lot of thermal, thermal stuff.
0: At every store like checking your temperature if you have a fever.
1: Yeah. And by the way, I'm not trying to give investment advice. I think you're I'm supposed to say like don't give investment right, advice. Right, a podcast say that yeah. all I think that's like a US law that like you're not allowed to like, I mean, give listen, investment advice. If
0: people are listening for one hour and eight minutes on well, this podcast,
1: they're here, not expecting investment advice. Here's another thing I should say. Fleer stock doesn't exist anymore because, because they got bought by another company. Nice. Yes which was actually a great day because I woke up and I had made a lot of money from <laughs> just because <laughs> like when the other company made the offer, it just shot Fleer stock up because mm-hmm. of the offer that company made. So that was a good day. But and as it turned out, uh, that wasn't really like a huge thing. Like there, there's, there hasn't been like incredible investment into like thermal stuff yeah. because what people have realized is like by the time someone has a fever uh, it's it's like too late. Yeah, the incubation time is just too long. Yeah, so it's just, um, it doesn't really work for COVID. Yeah. But, you know, of course my thought process was, you know, it, at, the, at the time it seemed like thermal stuff might be a big factor and, you know, that mm-hmm. f- companies like FLIR would benefit from it. And frankly, like FLIR did actually get a lot of orders related to COVID stuff. But you know, I also invested in a bunch of other things like I I recognized really early on that, um that basically any sort of like at-home thing would do well because mm-hmm. I knew that there would be a lot of like at-home work for the entirety of the year. So I invested into things um like like Amazon because I knew that Amazon mm-hmm. would go up just because of people wanting things delivered. Yeah. So I'm I'm usually thinking about that. No, a lot of things I did not really Foresee or predict, um, which kind of feels dumb. Like I, I did not s- foresee like the the crazy rise in crypto, and like mm. I actually stupidly sold some of my crypto at like literally <laughs> like the bottom. <laughs> like I sold some crypto in, gotcha. in, in March of twenty twenty. Um, not not a ton, you know. Not not all of what what I you know own mm. in crypto. Like, but I sold some crypto in like March of twenty twenty because I was just like, eh. I was like, you know what? I was like, people are just going to not have like a lot of like excess money and people are basically going to be like cashing out of crypto because they're going to want to use it to kind of like, kind of like get through the pandemic sort of. Everybody was panicking at the
0: time. Like, oh, will people invest into the Netflixes? Will they?
1: I mean, I I actually think things like Netflix, I thought would. Would do well. No, I I didn't invest in Netflix, so I actually don't really know exactly how Netflix did. Probably did super well. Did during the pandemic. I mean, I would assume it did do well, but I, like I said, I just don't follow it, so I don't really know. I've never, I've actually never invested in Netflix. But then, um, like, there there were a bunch of things I invested in that I I was basically thinking through, like, okay, how, how is like this pandemic going to change things? You know what happened with, and by the way, I didn't even see the stuff coming with like trading cards, even though I own a lot of trading Like mm-hmm. pre pandemic, I owned a lot of trading cards. I didn't really foresee that coming, but like, you know, it's tough to think through everything, mm-hmm. you know, and especially when you're in the midst of something that's like possibly very damaging for your own business. By the way, we're like way off the deep end on this podcast. <laughs> like, like, this is, this is like, we're like, we're like way, way in like the weeds of like stuff not related to world. <laughs> But anyway, I, I guess I'll just wrap it up by saying like I'm I'm always trying to think about that and even now I'm trying to think about like okay, you know, how will this change hmm. sort of like like what is Yeah, you're very, very
0: you take uh, into account like so many factors and you always I try t- to. You <laughs> you try to. <laughs> I miss I mean, a bunch of
1: things too. I mean, but
0: obviously, but you miss less things than the average person. That I can yeah. say for sure.
1: Gotcha. Um okay.
0: yeah, you seem to be you have an ability to have like a lot of multiple, like multiple thoughts in your head, and not decide on one but figuring out them all at the same time, and then just yeah, that's what I notice.
1: I, you know, I'm trying to figure out what like a 2022 pandemic. All right, listeners, that like. was the podcast.
0: <laughs> Ned is going to tell me the secrets <laughs> for 2022. Thanks for listening. This was
1: Are, are we actually going to continue this one later? Like are, is this one going up or are we going This one
0: is going up as a separate episode.
1: Okay, so this is going maybe up. Not maybe, maybe not today, maybe not tonight
0: because yeah. it's uh 30 minutes after midnight. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I need to sleep.
1: Yeah.
0: Um but yeah, thanks for listening. This was uh Ned Aram and Gregor Winter from Tashkent, episode 3. See you next time.